John 15, verses 1 through 8. Hopefully you're getting more familiar with these verses. Um, But it's good to repeat and to continue to, to study things, to get as much as you can out of them. But Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. All right, so two of the things we've talked about so far, we're commanded to abide in Christ and as a result of abiding in him, scripture says we will bear fruit. Second, we are meant to bear good fruit. Um, We talked last week about good fruit, better fruit, best fruit. Um, that idea there. So what do you look for or expect in fruit before you buy it? If, if you actually are the ones that's going to the store to buy fruit. All right. So what's that? All right. That is clean. Fresh. Ripe. All right. How do you know if it's ripe or not? What? All right. Look at you. Look at the color of it. All right. The smell. Texture. All right, so you kind of squeeze it, see if it's soft or firm and how squishy it is, John. All right, you look for something that doesn't have the bruises and blemishes on it. Okay, you know, if you're looking at, you know, the bananas and they have all the little black spots probably, or, and not that it's just ripe, but, you know, you can tell they're bruises, you, know, you probably skip that one. How many of you can pick out like really good watermelons? All right, three of you. All right, how do you pick out a good watermelon? You thump it, right? That's what they say. Nope, nope. Nope, how do you do it, Chris? Okay. The bottom where it says it's got to be yellow. And then there's also got to be what's called lines. That's where when it was pollinated, so if you like watermelons learn we're, we're learning it this morning i just go grab one out of the bucket like, yeah okay that one i don't know how many of you like cantaloupe all right how, how do you pick a cantaloupe all right you, yes you know if you ever at the, the grocery store you know and, and the, you can tell the ones that know because they're you know, they're smelling them all, trying to pick the right one, and you're going, what are you smelling for? Like, you know, what's it supposed to stink like, or whatever. You know, and then they thump them and all of that. But, you know, we go, you know, we expect, you know, if you're going to pay, especially prices that we have to pay today for fruit, 
Um, I enjoy eating blueberries, and I know my wife tells me every week when she buys them how expensive they are. Um, so, right, yeah, you know, and I eat them more than she does, so, oh well. Um, make a little extra money and we can buy them. Um, but, you know, but, all right, so what are other things that we expect when you're looking for at fruit? Anything else? What's that? Okay, warm. Yeah, good. You know, if looking at apples, you know, does it have, you know, I remember as a kid that used to be more prevalent than maybe today, probably because the pesticides they used to they are a little more potent than they used to be. A lot of what you're looking for is what you're not looking for. You're hoping not to see mold and all the things that we've been kind of talking about. It's like things you're hoping that are not there, but you're hoping you won't see. Right. Okay. All right, good. Okay. So, yeah, we can look at both sides, the positive side and the negative side. And so, you know, we go through this, and often it's really quick. You know, probably most of you, when you're picking out apples or oranges, you know, it's not like you you don't spend 30 minutes doing it. It's pretty quick. You grab one, you look at it, throw it in your little baggie, and you, you go with it. But there are expectations, whether you, how much you really think about it or not, um, but you are trying to go through that process. So good fruit looks good, doesn't it? You know, if you enjoy fruit, you know, a really nice slice of watermelon, you know, when it's that dark red, juicy, all of that. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's like, man, that's like really irresistible. You know, so it's hot outside, summertime. You know, you just want to bite into that and eat it or that nice looking apple or whatever fruit you enjoy kind of thing what's an old testament story that helps illustrate this point adam and eve right you know that there was that fruit that was you know what did she say it was good to eat it looked good you know it was pleasurable all those things you know it wasn't like it was the yucky you know, dried up thing hanging on a tree somewhere. No, it was attractive. It was good. Um, it was made, you know, God made it good. Um, and Satan utilized that to bring that temptation and to cause her and Adam to sin through that. So good fruit, we do want good looking fruit. You know, we want it to um, be um, things that appear to be irresistible, that people want to look at and of course you know we're starting to drift from physical fruit into others and we'll get there in a second but good fruit's also sound isn't it as many of you mentioned it doesn't have disease in it it's not bruised it's not all banged up you know it's been taken care of you know in the shipping process it was packed appropriately and got where it meant was meant to go or was on its way you know got there correctly you know good fruit can reproduce you know, it has seeds in it. You know, that you can take those seeds, you can plant them, you can reproduce that fruit. Um, and then it brings new life as a result. Okay, so what applications now can we make from that? All right, from the fact that good fruit looks good, that it's sound, and that it can reproduce. All right, so now let's take the, these thoughts from actual fruit. Now let's apply them to our lives and make it practical for us today. Just like within, within our microgroups, having uh, relationships with others and then help develop 
disciples. Okay. So disciples making disciples. We're reproducing that good fruit. And so we are like what John does, going to the detention center, you know, handing out scriptures. And, you know, I think John makes an effort to go to Waffle House very routinely, not necessarily because he likes the food, but because there are people there that need to hear about Jesus. Amen. Almost um, daily. Almost daily. Almost daily. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In my business... I am so very blessed. I'm able maybe three or four days to right. pass out little testaments to all my customers. Right. And if, 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 yeah, if it is available, I'll even pray with them. And that's not every day. I, sometimes I'll be blessed to be able to pray with them. You know, it's just a matter of us doing what we're instructed to do. Yeah. You know, as we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this is what he wants us to do. To reach out to those people around us. Right. I just try to do it. You know, and I, I really like the signal, the messages right. I get over signal because you guys keep me pumped up. I know you send me verses and I use those. Good. And I send you stuff that I do. Right. Yeah. So hopefully we're working yeah, together. Yeah, it's encouraging. Yep. All right. So, you know, making an effort to go places, do things so that you can be a witness and, and reproduce yourself. Also, as we mature and and work on our sanctification and mature through, you know, uh, interacting with Christ, we should start uh, producing bird fruit each time and all those bruises and all the rotten and those bad things should start, you know, fading away. Okay, right. So our lives as we begin to mature, just as fruit does, and I know it's not quite the same analogy because of a you know, an immature fruit has a bruise, it's just going to get worse if they don't get better. But, but in our lives, right, Christ can take those away. You know, the Holy Spirit is there to sanctify us and purify us. And so as we mature, she's real happy today. But as we mature in Christ, you know, we are made more like him. And we are being conformed into his image. Um, and so we are, our fruit is becoming more sound. You know, it's not going to have as much damage, as much bruising and, and um, imperfections in it as it once did. Um, it, and that, that would be um, a, a positive sign that, you know, that Christ is doing a work in us. All right, what else? What other applications can we make? That, like is in the text says, the vineyard, the... the, the the guy who worked on it, being God, will be pruning, you know. Okay. So you produce more fruit. All right, good. So it, we'll be do, producing more fruit and better fruit. All right. There's an expectation of a certain type of fruit that you're going to see. Yes. The, the very first point, it looks good. <laughs> you know, the, what, the, the um, fruit that is coming out of us should look very appealing to the world around us. You know, as they look at our lives, it should be, you know, that goes all the way back to the nation of Israel, doesn't it? Why would, and I've asked this before, hopefully you remember, but why did, why did God set up so many weird rules for Israel? Okay. 
That was a, a lot of it, yes, but it went even broader to... To be set apart. All right, to be set apart from what? From all the other nations, right. So when the other nations looked at them, what were they supposed to think? Or, like, they're really different. You know, they closed their gates on Saturday, and they this, and, you know, and what was one of the, I forget which prophet it was, but, you know, they, you know, Israel was, um, you know, they weren't closing the gates on on the Sabbath, and they were letting people come in and merchandise, and the new king or judge closed the gates and said, you're not coming in. You know, and they all come to the gates and go, hey, what's the gates closed for, you know? And they were like, go away. We're, we're not doing business today. But the idea was that they were to be different and set apart so that the nations around would look at them and be like, why are you guys different? You know, your fruit looks appealing. I want what you have. And throughout the New Testament, we're told that. You know, we're told that we are to be set apart, that we are to be different. Um, that, that, you know, God says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Okay, why? Because he wants us to be different so that when the world around us sees us, our lives, our fruit, then they'll ask and say, why are you so different? You know, why don't you get mad at the boss when he says this and that and the other? You know, why don't you get mad when the co-workers, the lazy deadbeat co-worker, you know, doesn't do his job and you're constantly having to fill in and do what he's supposed to do? You know, why don't you, you know, why doesn't that bother you that much? You know, why don't you use all the language that the rest of the guys use in the unit? You know, why is your language so different? You know, and what does that do? It just opens a wide door to say, because I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. Christ changed my life. You know, I remember when Pastor Sean was still in the military and on Thursday nights we used to go out visiting and go visit uh, soldiers that had visited the church. And that was back when Fort Bragg um, at the time was still open. He didn't have to have passes and all that other mess to get on. But, you know, we just drive up to the barracks and, you know, go up to the rooms and talk with guys and, you know, pastor would share with me often, you know, as a um, sergeant and first sergeant, you know, he met other younger privates would come and say, like, you know, Sergeant Harris, you know, like, why don't you, you know, cuss us out when we do wrong? And, he, and then he'd just say, because I'm a Christian and I don't do that. I don't have to use that language. You know, and he'd have a Bible on his desk. And when he'd call somebody in to discipline him, whatever, it was just there. He, you know, would wait for them to say, oh, you know, what is that? You know, why do you have a Bible on your desk? And then he'd just say, because I believe in the Bible and I read the Bible. You know, it guides my life. And it was just an opportunity for him to share his faith. Um, and, and I know the guidelines there, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, bring it up unless they bring it up. But that's, he made a point of making it almost impossible for them not to bring it up. So he could share um, and so just the challenge, you know, that's, you know, we have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, you know, and so you utilize what the parameters that you have, but make good use of them. Um, and God will open doors and God will do things um, for us. So applications, you know, good spiritual fruit draws others to Christ. It's not tainted by sin. 
You know, the fruit has something that will last forever. You know, our fruit has everlasting results. You know, it's not just something that, you know, it's good today, we eat it, and then that's it. Or, you know, somebody sees it, and that's it. No, it should have a lasting effect. Um, only the work of the Holy Spirit's truly good. You know, God's work, the Holy Spirit's work's eternal. Um, and it compels others to believe in Christ as their Savior as well. So in Jesus' analogy of the vine, who or what is the force flowing through the vine? Because he mentions often in these in the verses about abiding in the vine, and you know it says if you're in the vine, all this stuff. So what is it that's flowing from the root um, into us um, that is is enabling us and giving us the power that we need? The Holy Spirit. All right, the Holy Spirit. Good. All right, so it's the Holy Spirit in this analogy um, that is strengthening us and is giving us the nutrients that we need. Now, just like any, you know, just like a real plant that's in the ground, um, in order for it to get nutrients, what is what is necessary? Those of you that are good uh, horticulturalists. You got to fertilize. You got to you got to weed. All right. All right. So there's yes. Yeah, so there there have to be nutrients in the ground. You have to have the water. You got to have you know the the soil's got to be maintained and kept loose. If it gets too hard and crusted over, the water won't sink in. All all of that. So in in our lives as a believer, um, what do we need in order for the Holy Spirit to be able to continue flowing? through us, into us, and giving us those nutrients and the nourishment that we need. Where is that coming from? All right, the Word of God. All right, good. So that means that we have to be reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, listening to the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, hearing lessons and sermons and teaching, preaching, podcast. You know, so many different means that we have today of doing that. You know, if you're old like me, it used to be, you know, you'd have to go, you know, do the daily bread, little daily bread thing. Um, now, or, you know, go buy a devotional book or, you know, con- you know, it, it, it was a lot harder. You know, you had to really um, be intentional. Right. Be very intentional about it. You know, today you just I mean, you, you can. I mean, it's just all out there on the Internet. You know, now the, now the problem is we have to be very intentional of what we are listening to because there's so much garbage out there. Um, so we have to be very intentional of trying to really um, find good sources that we can trust and then, you know, focus on those. Um, but there's just so much available to us today to um, help um, provide those that nourishment those nutrients for the holy spirit to grab from and use in our lives um so we've got to make that the intention not just get lacks the days of lacks the days of coal but still be intentional of you know i'm going to study i'm going to listen to the word of god i'm going to these things and that's one of the reasons i encourage you to you know go through the the bible with me this year um in the U version um, just learning more about Jesus. And again, some of the, how many of you have been watching those little videos on the Bible Project? Um, they're, huh? They've had like 
three or four of them so far, I think, um, if you're tracking with that. And, and again, you know, we, we would not believe everything that, that they mention in the Bible Project. They have a little, uh, they're, they're going to downplay God's wrath. Um, they believe more, you know, God's a God of love and every, you know, more of that and that God's not a, uh, a judging God. So just, again, as you're watching them, be, be discerning, you know, and listen. But 95% of what, what you hear in them in those Bible Project videos is really, really good um, and all. All right, so the Holy Spirit. Um, fruit that's produced by the Holy Spirit has the same quality of goodness that's found in the Spirit himself. Okay, if you, you know, think about that. Um, you know, Jesus said that, you know, we can do greater things than he did, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus was indwelled by the, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that indwells us now. You know, the same power that Christ had through the Holy Spirit, we have that as well. Um, and we can have that same fruit. We can do much of the same things without the perfection of Christ um, that was manifested in his life. Um, and so, you know, the challenge then is, is how much are you allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you? How much control are you giving to him? Because again, that's not something that he's going to force and come upon you and make you do things just as God didn't make Adam and Eve, you know, do what he wanted them to do. You know, there's still the free choice. Um, so we have to choose wisely. Um, the Holy Spirit is the source of, of any goodness in us. You know, what are some verses in scripture that would, on the negative side of that, that would show us that anything good is from, the, from God, from the Holy Spirit? Anybody think of anything like Romans 3? Do <laughs> you know what, what? Go ahead. 3, 10, 3, 23. Yep. There's, uh, you know what they say? You remember? Yeah, uh, there's As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned. Okay, that, you know, there's nothing good. What? No, that he is quoting from some. Uh, yes. Paul. Right, yeah. You know, there's no good thing in us. You know, the, one of the prophets says, you know, all our righteousness, I think, is it Micah? All our righteousness is as, is as filthy rags. You, you know, even the best that I have to offer God is just like, you know, a bloody, nasty garment. You know, it's not anything that, that you would, you know, if, if somebody brought that to you and said, hey, I want to, you know, this is the best I have, the best gift I could ever give you. And you open it up and it's just this dirty, oil-soaked, rotten, stinky rag You'd be like, get lost. Like, <laughs> like that's not a present. You know, like, go throw it away. That's nasty. And, and, you know, we've got to understand the best that we can offer God is just nasty nothing. Um, so any goodness that we have is from the Holy Spirit. You know, we may think that we're good people, but apart from the Holy Spirit um, that and the good that he's producing in us, we're not. Um, we aren't good in and of ourselves. And it's our pride that causes us to think that we are good, you know, and that we can produce goodness. Um, and, you know, some struggle with that more than others, and some might go to the other side where they are so, um, 
don't even know the right word for it. Um, they, they have such a low v- opinion of themselves that they don't think anything they can do is ever good enough. Um, and, and, you know, we've got to balance that, you know, and realize that, you know, it, yes, it is God that produces good in me. And I want to have him produce that in me. I want to be used by him, you know, and realize that I do have talents and abilities that have been given to me by him. But it's and it's my obligation to use them, but to allow him to continue working in them and using them for his good and his his honor and glory as well. Any questions or comments in closing? We'll wrap up there. Anything? Y'all are such a quiet bunch. Love to be in your households. Silence all the time. Father, thank you for the day. Bless those pastors he preaches again in the uh, next service. And I pray that you would empower him and speak through him. Um, Thank you for the um, efforts of all those that um, have come out this morning. And thank you for those that have heard the word preached already this morning. Um, I pray that it would make a difference. And. Um, in their lives. Help us as we continue to grow and learn. In Christ's name, amen.